0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Debo. Now that's what we're talking about. The Royals completely pistol whip the Cardinals. 6-2. I know that's a strong phrase for only a four-run victory, and perhaps I'm slightly delusional calling 6-2 a pistol-whipping, but a game that never felt that close, thanks to a, a two-run first inning after the Royals make Matt Carpenter pay for his error, and then four runs in the second, and then of course, Mr. Danny Duffy took it from there, turning in one of the best starts of his career. Eight innings of two-run ball, and the Royals win. And it's Dave glad you're along for another edition of Your Dish on Clubhouse Conversation. Let's be real. If it wasn't the Cardinals, I wouldn't call this a pistol whipping. I would call it a nice win. (laughs) But since it's against the Cardinals, you have to call it a pistol whipping, right? There's bragging rights, up for grabs, as always, and way too much red out there at the K tonight. You know, quick 20 seconds on my soapbox. We're the defending world champions. We've been to -to back-to-back World Series. Get your butt out there tomorrow night in the only other home game between the Royals and Cardinals this year and support the Royals. Get more blue out there tomorrow night. But yeah, we start this Clubhouse Conversation dish with your player of the game tonight, and that's Danny Duffy earning POTG for the second time this year on Clubhouse Conversation. I mean, what can you say? Like I said, eight innings, two runs, both in the first inning, six hits. 8Ks for Duff and only 2 walks. The ERA now sits, the updated one, at 3.24 for Danny Duffy. 79Ks in 66 and two third, and a whip at 1.11. And if you want to break it down, Danny Duffy, is last 49 on the third innings, has walked just 11. That's just a shade over 2 walks per 9 innings. And if Danny Duffy can keep that up with his stuff... From the left side, the guy was still hitting 96 in the eighth inning tonight. With his stuff, uh, wow, the sky's the limit, right? 96 miles an hour in the eighth. We saw the first couple of innings, the plan was keep the breaking ball down. The Cardinals bit on it and swung all over it. They did adjust as the game went on. They quit swinging at that. They spit on a number of breaking balls a second, third times through, but give Duffy credit. Him and Salvi adjusted and continued to get the hitters out. Of course, baseball is a a game of adjustments at this level, and just a nice night for Danny Duffy. For sure, the biggest surprise on the Royals pitching staff this year, without a doubt. Slam dunk Danny Duffy, a guy who I'd pretty much given up on as a starting pitcher, and I'd said that this year. You know, I'm wrong. A guy who we saw time and time again, walk guys at the top, I said there, just a shade over two walks per nine innings. How many times did we see Danny Duffy move between the bullpen and rotation? It kind of was eerily similar to Jeremy Affelt, minus the blisters, but a talented lefty who couldn't quite put it together and give you the length most nights as a starter, but kind of seemed to revel and and do better in the bullpen. And Danny Duffy, a little-known thing, is a guy who went to Ned Yost many times over the last few years and volunteered to be a relief pitcher. In fact, said in a lot of ways he'd prefer it. You know, getting to pitch two out of three days versus every five, but because of necessity, that being injury to Medlin and Young, he moves back in the rotation, and certainly the Royals have to keep him there the remainder of the season, and he has to continue to be good if this team is going to sniff the AL Central crown, especially with Cleveland turning into the '60s and '70s Yankees, to so the late '90s Yankees, you know, <laughs> winning every night seemingly, and they may never lose again. I think, but yeah, Danny Duffy, uh, what a boost to the Royals pitching staff, and he's. The glue that's kind of holding the starting rotation together. We've seen even Ian Kennedy be up and down the last month. We've seen Edson Volkes be down. Chris Young be down. You know, we've seen up and down with Dylan G back to the minor leagues out of the rotation back in and, you know, on and on. Ventura suspended and having a miserable season until his two stars prior to the suspension. And we'll talk more about that coming up in a few minutes as we preview the next three games. But Danny Duffy's certainly the biggest surprise and big credit to him for the Royals. Now give the Royals' offense, a lot of credit tonight, too. Because, like I mentioned, the two-out error by Matt Carpenter in the first inning, it kept the door open, and Salvador Perez made him pay, or sorry, Kendrys Morales made him pay, I mean, with a two-run single there after Salvi's ball was not fielded Matt Carpenter. Two-run single for Kendries who's just smoking the ball. Four for four tonight with two RBIs. All of a sudden, OPSing a semi-respectable 715 for DH. I didn't say good, but it's semi-respectable. It's getting in the respectable range at 715, and hopefully continuing to go north for Kendry's Morales. And up and down the lineup, nice nights for the majority of guys. One for five and a run for Witt, who had the big first pitch hit and run single to right on the ball that was boring in on his hands. The fastball tailing in from, from the pitcher, Mr. Wainwright smokes it to right first and third for the Royals you know kind of continue that inning and then 2 for 4 with 2 runs and an RBI for Locaine 1 for 3 with 2 runs 2 RBIs and a walk for Haas Salvi with the RBI 2 outs in the second inning capping off that inning with a 1 for 4 getting in that 6 run for the Royals 2 for 4 for Esky, now seeming maybe a bit more comfortable down there where he should be in the bottom part of the order of the last few games since Alex came back. And the Royals did strike out too much, but I've kind of just come to the conclusion that this is not the last year's Royals, or the 2014 Royals, a team... It's continuing to be free-swinging and, and not wait for their pitch. They're going to or, or they're gonna go after that pitch. Or they're going to take that first good pitch they see, which is fine, and it works for them. So I've kind of given up on them being the quote-unquote impossible team to strike out. Now, they're still in the bottom third in, in team strikeouts, so they still don't strike out a ton comparatively to the rest of the teams in the major leagues. But if you watch this team every night, that's surprising when you look at those numbers. But yeah, 9Ks in a walk, not great. But what was great is they hit Adam Wayne right around. Six runs overall, four of them earned. In just five innings, the Royals had him to 60 pitches after two innings with nine hits total tonight for KC, and then Duffy took it from there. Now, this win puts the Royals in great shape to win three of four, and let's go over the next three games. Tomorrow, of course, at the K, and then the series concludes as the Royals begin a road trip with two in St. Louis on Wednesday and Thursday. Tomorrow night, Michael Waka, your Donald Ventura. Waka, 3-7 of 4-4-1, has been miserable this year. 4-4-1 in the the National League. You have to add a half round. He's pushing five in the American League. He's been worse than Ventura's 4-5-4 in the American League. But, of course, that's a different Ventura the last couple of times out. But let's start with Waka. He'd gone 10 starts in a row without a win before his last timeout. And, of course, wins and losses are the most overrated and BS Nobody really cares about them anymore. Stat in baseball, right? For a pitcher, wins and losses, I'm talking about. For a pitcher, obviously wins and losses for a team is the most important, but for a pitcher, wins and losses really mean jack. But that says something. If you go 10 starts in a row without a win. And a guy that was getting hit hard, I watched a couple of his starts. I've seen him. He's he's not that impressive. The Royals have handled him in the past. I remember a start in particular two years ago at the K where they hit him for five or six runs in six innings, and he was having his career year that year. But He's been better recently, allowing just five runs over 21 and a third. No Royal has more than nine at-bats against him, so not too much of a sample size there. Now Ventura comes off the seven-game suspension. He's back, as is Machado for Baltimore. Ventura 13 and a third of two-run ball prior to that seven-game suspension, and no cards have more than eight ABs against him either. I like the Royals a lot. Tomorrow's the key game in the series, because you have to think the Royals are going to split in St. Louis, but not winning both games in St. Louis with Volquez and Young going against a very good lineup. Royals need to get tomorrow. Get that win at home. Finish off the homestand with a winning homestand. You know you're sitting right now at two and two after losing two out of three to Houston. Now you're sitting at two and two. Get the win. Get back to three and two in the homestand, and then get yourself in great position to win this series. I call it a four-game series. Got to win tomorrow though, because things get a little bit dicier for the Royals the last two. Volquez, Edinson versus Martinez comma, Carlos. Not to be confused with Royals minor league pitching coach, Carlos Martinez. Different guy. Edison Volk has 7-7 a 5-1-5. Absolutely miserable. Comes off probably the worst start in modern major league history. We're not going to recap it. We'll just say it was 11 runs earned and in an inning plus against Houston. And we'll move on from there. Carlos Martinez, 7-5 a 3-0-2. One of the nicer upside right arms in the National League Central and in the National League for that matter. Now, Against Volquez, the Cardinals have a ton of experience. 23 at-bats for Matt Carpenter at 261. Matt Adams, 215 at-bats. Matt Holiday. Do the Cardinals only have guys named Matt, by the way? Matt Carpenter, Matt Adams. Matt Holliday, 321 with two jacks and 28 at-bats. Yachty, a 154 and 26 at-bats at the home run against Eddie. Johnny Peralta, the last one with extensive experience against Volquez, has two home runs and a 313 average in 16 at-bats. The Royals, meanwhile, against Martinez, have only two played appearances. One official at-bat and 0-for-1 for for Haas and a walk, if you can believe that, for Alcides Escobar. Martinez, been in the DL for a bit this year, but been really good. His last three times out, no more than one run in seven innings. It's going to be a tough game. You've got to let the Cardinals in that one. Although he's due for a bad, or not for bad, but due, well, yeah, due for a bad game. And we just heard seven innings or more three times in a row with no more than a run. Royals due to, you know, that's the kind of pitch the Royals can hit, obviously. But you have to wonder what's going on with Ensen Volquez. So you got to let the Cardinals in game three, which makes tomorrow even bigger, obviously. And then game four, anybody's guess, Chris Young and Michael Leake. Mike Leake, the numbers aren't awful at four two five, but they really kind of are. If you add the half run of the American League, he's like an upper four, uh, upper four guy, a little bit better than Mike Pelfrey, maybe. <laughs> That's how, I kind of see him in my head as Mike Pelfrey or Mike Fires. I just always like, whatever I, I always get Mike Leake and Mike Fires confused. Like those are the two guys that don't really strike out that many. One of those guys is a no hitter, I believe Fires, right? I, I, I get him confused. I don't know who has a no hitter. I think it was Fires. One of them does, but both guys have been traded in the middle of years. Fires and Leak. Guys that remind me of each other. But yeah, Leak versus Young in the finale. The Royals got to win tomorrow and got to find a way to split. I think Game 3 is a major advantage for the Cardinals and I think Game 4 is a toss-up. I don't think Young's been as bad as the numbers indicate, although he has given up a home run in every start this year, which is concerning. Leak is not great either, though, like I just said. Now, no doubt that this is Young's last start in the rotation if he struggles. I think if he goes less than five and gives up three runs or more, he's out of the rotation. He's got to pitch well. And he doesn't have to throw one-run ball like he did against Detroit two times ago. It doesn't have to be that good where he goes six, seven innings, but he's got to give the Royals at least five innings a couple-run ball, especially with no DH. Keep the ball in the ballpark. It's going to be tough with the humidity there in in St. Louis. The ball jumps in that park, and a good offensive team obviously, which makes it even more impressive what Duffy did tonight. But, you know, that's the kind of game the Royals can score a lot of runs, as can the Cardinals. If you're in Vegas on Thursday, take the over, whatever it is, in that game. Uh, Two and a third for for Young his last time out. That's it. Seven runs. And this is kind of scary. If you're a DraftKings person or a fantasy person, take Brandon Moss on Thursday. Brandon Moss, four home runs in 19 at-bats against Chris Young. Yikes! Four home runs and 19 ABs for Brandon Moss against Young. The Royals are combined 0 for 4 against Mike Leake. They haven't seen him much. Two guys that probably won't be in the lineup that day. 0 for 2 for Butera and 0 for 2 for Morales with no DH there in the National League. Leake, by the way, just three and a third his last time out. So, uh, what do I think will happen? Probably, what will happen is they'll split the four. Realistically, the Royals will win one of the next three. If I had a gun to my head, that's what I would tell you. Now, with my blue glasses on, and. You know, not unrealistic. I mean, it's not unrealistic the Royals could win two of the next three. Hell, it's not impossible they could sweep them. But I think the Royals, best case, win two of the next three and get three out of four. I, th- I think that they're in position. They have a better chance, obviously, to win that game one. But. It just depends about tomorrow. If the Royals win tomorrow, I'm confident they'll win three out of four. I think they'll get one of those games in St. Louis. That's why I say tomorrow is the big one, and we'll see what happens. Hopefully, by the way, the Braves will find a way to beat Cleveland. Please, somebody beat Cleveland. My God. It's too early again to be looking at games back, but as we near July, you can at least pay attention to the Royals' record and and certain other teams in the division. And Cleveland, obviously, with the best rotation in the AL Central. We knew that coming into the year. Arguably the most deep rotation in the American League. And arguably, all five starters on Cleveland are better than anybody Kansas City has. You could say Josh Tomlin, who's the worst, or Trevor Bauer is equivalent, if not better, to a Kennedy or Duffy, couldn't you? Realistically, you could. So, you know, and it's obviously a lot cheaper to add a bat, which Cleveland needs with Michael Brantley being out, it's easier to add a bat than it is to add a starting pitcher that the Royals needs. you've got to like Cleveland if you're handicapping it right now. So the Royals need to just keep winning games and play well in the AL Central and hope that Cleveland gets a bump. And, of course, injuries can always creep up for any team at any time, and that could change everything, as can trades going forward at this time of the year. But that's a convo for a different day. Thanks for having us all We'll be back again tomorrow night after the game on Clubhouse Conversation. Go Royals!